This week's episode is brought to you in part by FNX Fit, a fitness supplements brand that can get you hooked up with all of your pre, post, during workout needs as well as other nutritional supplements. Use checkout code CARLPOOLING at fnxfit.com to get 15% off your order. Back at carpooling. Yeah. Uh, thanks for returning. Hey, some of you are new to carpooling, huh? Some of you are new this week. Where am I? Some of you just show up, you know, Johnny come lately. Oh, so we have a big, a big star on the show. We have an actual state representative on the show. Now we're, we're hot. And so you gotta <laughs> jump on the bandwagon. I just want to say very clearly... You are not welcome here. Oh, whoa. Until you rate and review us on iTunes. Right. I don't right. want a single download from you until I see a five star and some kind words, okay? For our old time fans, hey, screw you. Make another account. You've been listening for how long? Three we years? You haven't made a fake account to boost And you haven't numbers. made one alternate account? This is ridiculous. For I thought shame. you guys were our friends. Yeah. Um, anyhow. I thought they were our slaves, but I guess friends is, you know, good. Well, I, I just don't think that that's the case, Hunter, when you look at how few reviews we have on iTunes compared to how many people listen to the show. We're doing I think a very bad job with our slaves. We're lacking the efficacy <laughs> to really elicit any kind of, of quote-unquote labor out of them whatsoever so i don't think that counts also does did our show just get canceled because you used the word slave twice i don't know i i really don't know i'm probably not supposed to ever call anyone that ever so whoops again yeah hey it's a show that will get you fired you know living up to that dream that's right that's right a show that takes place in master bedrooms and uh on a, oh. a master and slave recording structure. The thing is that we use this terminology a lot. It's just not um, okay anymore. Have you heard about that, Hunter? That they're trying to change the word master bedroom or master bathroom to main bedroom or main bathroom? Really? Like, because how do you how, how do you do that though? Like, to me, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like, you can't like tell people to start calling it something different. We literally refer to to what's his bucket, who's running for the Republican governor of California right now because Gavin Newsom is getting recalled so fast. He's like in an '80s film about it. What is that thing's name? Uh, the Jenner, Caitlyn uh, Jenner. Caitlyn. Yeah, we we literally call Bruce Caitlyn Jenner now, and we somehow find it within ourselves to refer to that thing as a she. So I'm. I think we can all learn some new some new language uh, here I and mean, there. Sure, I mean that sure. doesn't make just... it, that doesn't make it right. I also think it's a misunderstanding of the idea of master of the house and not like slave master. I think that people just uh, I, I think that just any hint, any wisp mm. of their shadowy nemesis, they come charging out of the closet. Uh, I would like to call it the master patriarch room from now on. <laughs> I would like to go retire to the patriarchy suite. <laughs> 
Yes, exactly. Yeah, have yeah. the concubines yeah, bathed and scented? I don't. I'm just assuming. <laughs> you got um, very Old Testament on me there, which thank you. I didn't like. <laughs> well, not nearly enough. Con- not nearly enough times in the day to use the word concubine. But uh, that's anyhow, true. that's right. We're a show that'll get you fired. We probably already have. I mean, talk about a, a blistering pace <laughs> opener for losing your job. We appreciate you joining us, of course, only if you've given us five stars on iTunes. Uh, we've got a big show for you today. Um, I know that I say that every week. But that's because every week is just a giant show. Um and uh, I'm really excited slash nervous to get into our topic today, Hunter. So uh, delay our gratification and also our inedib- inevitable demise by giving us the roadkill, if you would. Chris, good news. In fact, terrific news. Um, you know, as a fully vaxxed citizen, this news makes me so happy and so relieved. Um, our guiding... Uh, federal government and doctors that we've put in charge of us and known as the CDC have issued uh, just the most wondrous news. If you are fully vaccinated, Christopher, Mm -hmm. uh, it's possible for you now, according to our CDC overseers, Mm -hmm. uh, to go outside without a mask. Wow. Thank you, government. Isn't that great news? Today, and I'm not vaccinated at all, today I went to the dentist, and it had been the first time in a while that I've been to the dentist. Let me tell you what happened at this dentist, Hunter. I show up, and I have to text in to a number on that they've placed on a little placard what, what seat I'm in, like what, what parking spot I'm in, and my name. Then the individual asked me to put my mask on and get out of the car where they take my temperature. I -hmm. walk into the door and down the hall with my mask on. They then seat me in a small closet uh, to take some x-rays and different things. Um, And for the next two hours, three different people... I took my mask off immediately, obviously. I'm getting my teeth worked on. For the next three hours... uh, or, Or, I'm sorry. For the next hour... Three different people rooted around my mouth with like their fingers and their gloves and their tools and they're putting them everywhere. One lady in particular put this metal tool in my mouth without a glove on. So that, that all happens. And then, then they ask me to please reinstall my mask to go pay. I'm just like, you Insane. guys are such a joke. Anyway, I'm glad the government has uh, told us that we're allowed to go outside now. Let me just read you this lovely quote. Uh, This is CNN. If you are fully vaccinated and want to attend a small outdoor gathering with people who are vaccinated and unvaccinated or dine at an outdoor restaurant with friends from multiple households, the science shows, Christopher, the science shows, if you are vaccinated, you can do so safely unmasked. CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky said during a virtual White House briefing on Tuesday. But life will not return completely normal for fully vaccinated people. Hmm. It's just it's just too much. Hunter, did you hear it's about just this? It's just too much to give to us. Did did you hear about this little story about them making like the healthcare dundies? Like these little No. They're giving away awards to healthcare professionals. I can't remember who's doing it precisely, but there's this really like over the top 
uh, wine mongering school marming commercial that they did about it like you haven't been paying enough attention to your healthcare professionals kind of like when you uh, marry a nurse and then talk to them at any point during the day um, that's just <laughs> special for you uh, but you know they're always they're always seeking our approval and our attention anyhow they literally came out with these little golden fake awards show uh, medals and trophies and they're literally calling them the Fauci's no i'm not joking you this is a real story how did i miss that for roadkill <laughs> i know but i pulled it up um, that's okay literally the fauci's how sad is that it's very sad it's yeah hudgies My- you know like way to go everybody you know we made it through the pandemic and big pharma is our savior as it turns out yeah and could we could, could we just agree what a vaccine is and does? Like, that's the thing that just is chaffing me so much. It's like, does a vaccine prevent me from getting the disease? Yes or no? If the answer is yes, let us run amok. You know, let us well, let us do all the bad things we used to do before the COVID times. <laughs> like talk to other humans and sometimes touch doors. Uh, and also that, smile at people. <laughs> that That's the thing, Hunter. It totally undercuts the argument, right? So the idea that vaccinated people can't go live their lives as normal undercuts the argument for getting the vaccine completely. And when you look at the actual yes. statistics and the data that's coming out of places like Israel, it seems that the logical answer would be that you can return to normal life once you're fully vaccinated and have waited about two weeks after that, which... Mm-hmm. Are our medical professionals too stupid to read like I can read or too stupid to conduct their own study? Or is this not about vaccination? Is this not about masking? Is this not about any of these things? Is this about can you make people do what you want to do? And when you look at the agenda of the Democratic Party and uh, these bureaucratic government agencies of which Fauci is chief, it seems to me like they're far more invested in limit testing how much they can make the American people put up with than they are about actually providing solutions. Because if you actually wanted more people to get vaccinated, you would you would dangle a carrot. This is right. this is not obnoxious social policy to say you get a reward for for putting needles in your body. Yeah, no, and I think that I mean like even if it was that Look, you have to respect the business's rules, but if you have your vaccine card, you know, you don't have to follow our masking mandate, whatever that is, you know, like you're free sort of thing from that rule. And then if biz- that would give businesses the freedom, I think, to start doing a similar, you know, uh, process and things like that. And I- I'm really not into having vaccine passports and things like that, but mm-hmm. I am definitely for like if you're um, participating in getting vaccinated, you know, quickly using that as a carrot on the stick to get more shots in people's arms since these vaccines seem to be like literal miracles um exactly and i i think the thing that is happening chris is the same thing that happened when dr fauci uh and the whole cdc and everybody told us that masks didn't work at the beginning of this because they didn't want to make a rush on masks and keep them essentially they didn't want to keep them everyone buying masks and then health professionals not be able to get them in gloves. And I feel like what's happening now to some extent is they're trying to fight a similar problem, which is okay for all the people who won't get vaccinated, right. Or 
aren't vaccinated yet. We can't let up on the masking because we never know when that's going to happen. And all those bad people who won't get the vac- vaccinated, you know, they're going to go out and cause another spike in this pandemic. And we can't have that happen. So they're lying to us about how effective vaccines are, which is stupid because they should be telling us how great the vaccines are. So everybody's out there getting them. But Hunter, isn't lying to get isn't lying to people to try and force them to do what you want exactly what I'm talking about? Like, how is yes, that different is. than seeing how much nonsense the people can put up with? No, it's, it's, it's exactly the same thing. I mean, it's, it's very, very frustrating. It's, it's done from a place of fear and it's not done from a place of trust and it leads to conspiracy theories. Yeah. It just does. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and here's the problem with conspiracy theories. Some of them are true. Sometimes people do conspire. And what I've said was a real thing. Yeah. What I've said from the beginning of this pandemic is that I understand the government, you know, not knowing exactly what it's dealing with and restricting liberties to to combat this threat because there are externalities. If there, this is mm. truly a very deadly, very infectious disease, which it is not, by the way. If it was, though, then then us going out and potentially acquiring it and then spreading the disease has externalities, right? So I think it's a legitimate cause of government to step in. But what I said at the beginning is that if these do not go away, if these restrictions do not go away, when we know more about the death rate, when we know about the transmissibility rate, when we know about the death rate as bracketed across age groups, then what is being done here is not purely for the science. It's not purely for health policy. There's a part of this that is done so that the government can leverage its control over the people. This sure. is not that's it's not a wild thing to say and it doesn't have to be a grand narrative conspiracy to be true. I think egomaniacs like Fauci are absolutely tickled pink by how much attention they've gotten during this pandemic and I think it's a gross incentive structure and I I don't see him poo-pooing what you put it exactly right Hunter miracles so that he has more stage time. I don't I do not think that has the public's best interest in mind yeah no i agree and it's it's upsetting and um it probably won't be the last time we see something like this in our lifetime yeah probably not okay well ah, the roadkill and there was so much good stuff there hunter i'm glad you went with with COVID, um the eternal joke yes. all right uh let us move now to our topic of today um as you guys know in the past week um, there has been no controversy and nothing bad has happened. This so, is correct. Thank you, for, thank you for joining us once again. I am at Chris X Carl. No, just kidding. There was a little bit of a, there was a, little bit of a police shooting. And we need to talk about it because immediately, immediately the narrative on this police shooting was set. In fact, people used the fact that the Derek Chauvin trial was ongoing when this police shooting took place as a anchor point for the narrative before we really knew anything at all which is surprising how quick they were able to accomplish that because this is one of the police shootings where we had a massive amount of data very quickly after it happened and of course right. i mean we had the police body cam footage um within a couple of hours of the incident occurring so, of course, I am talking about Micaiah, 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 something like that, Bryant. Hunter, you probably know how to say it. Is it Micaiah? I, I don't know if it's Micaiah or Micaiah. 
Um, I feel like I've heard both of those pronunciations. Um, I haven't listened to her family say it or anything like that. Yeah, um, no, I could I. I could see it being either one of those. Um, but but I, I I I I'm not entirely sure. Let's let's go with Makia. I think I've heard that the most. So okay. Makia Bryant. Um, and let's let's talk a little bit about what happened because so, we we've seen the footage. A officer shows up on the scene. There is a verbal and physical confrontation that's already occurring between about four individuals. Um, all of them are black. Two of them appear to be male. Two of them appear to be female. Um, I'm sorry, three of them appear to be female. So maybe there was five. As I'm counting back, I don't have the footage up in front of me right now. I think there was a lot of like nondescript people in that shot, but I think the main altercation occurs between four individuals. Uh, yeah. Makia Bryant, two females, and a male. Right. Um, long story short, the cop pulls up, gets out of his car, and uh, Makia's kind of kind of tangled up with a couple of those individuals. And then one, one of the ladies, she ends up kind of charging and knocking down and kind of mm-hmm. kind of lands on top of her. The police officer is instructing her to desist. And then she pops up, turns around, and wheels on a, a, another one of the females in a pink outfit. And mm-hmm. very, very briefly, you can see that she has a ra- Micaiah has a rather large knife that she is wielding. And she pulls the knife bu- back as if to stab this individual. And at that point, she gets smoked by the police officer. I think he shot, shot four times. Yes. Um, so she she hit the pavement. She died on scene. That's the video that we all saw um, last week. Hunter, did I leave anything out important? The only thing that's important is that you can see the knife when she goes after the first girl, too. So she was yeah. brandishing the knife. I've heard some people say that she stabbed the first girl. I haven't seen that in an official news source. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, she did have a knife. She was brandishing it as a weapon. She did knock that lady down to the ground. She was a p- potentially stabbed. Right. Um, but so she was being aggressive with two people with a weapon. Yeah. And, and, and more details have come out since then, but that's what we were all, that's what we all had last week when this, when this shooting occurred, right. As the Derek Chauvin trial was wrapping up, um, fast forward to the media picking up the story and running with it. I mean, we've heard every, especially before the body cam footage was released. I mean, Everyone was talking about how this was racist, how this was indicative of the systemic racism of the police officers involved, um, or the police in general. People were discussing, discussing, you know, how how we were going to reconfigure uh, the police, etc. In light of this, and, and Makaya Bryant became the latest say her name, right? Mm-hmm. Added to the to the list of. The, the very short list of victims that have been um, killed at the hands of, of black individuals that have been killed at the hands of police officers. So it looked like we were, we were all back for more riots, more chicanery. And uh, that's exactly what we got. But in an attempt to preempt that from happening, the police department and the state of Ohio or city of Cincinnati decided to go ahead and release the the footage which showed the chain of events which showed very clearly oh this officer did not 
just wantonly murder a a um, young black girl. What he did was he saved someone's life. He right. saw a perp using deadly force um, with a deadly weapon and eliminated the threat, which, as far as I can tell, Hunter, is one of the most legitimate roles of policing I can think of. I mean, right? It, it's, it's hard to say where he went wrong. I think, actually, this, this cop is a hero, not a, not a, a villain. He prevented well, a murder. Right. Well... Hunter, I think everyone disagrees with us. Yeah. Well, uh, there's probably a large portion of the population that disagrees with us. Yeah. It was incredible what happened next. Do you, do you want to get into that? Uh, Any of the I'm response? Sure like... I, I have so much here. I was wondering if anything stood out to you in particular about the response. Go, go ahead. No. So, so we got... Um, a bunch of different elements of coverage. We got news stories. We got we got uh, segments on television broadcasts. We got all different takes and reactions, and so many of them were bad. I'm going to read to you some of uh, some of what I found as far as the coverage of this specific incident, because it becomes very clear very quickly that the the media and their reaction is not interested in sharing any facts with you. So yes, Washington post to their credit did mention that Micaiah Bryant had a knife. They did so in paragraph nine of their article, but the title and in the first eight paragraphs mentioned nothing about the fact that the officer involved prevented a murder. It was simply about how this was another, uh, Brianna Taylor esque, uh, slaying of a black individual. So that happened. Then NBC literally ran a piece on their news broadcast where they edited out selectively the knife from the body cam footage and from the the police call. So they played elements of wow. the 911 call where wow. it actually turns out the girl in pink, we believe at this point, mentioned that sh- that this girl had a knife and was threatening to mm-hmm. use it. They edited mm-hmm. that clip out of the 911 call and then cut out the frames showing Micaiah with the knife. So completely Insane. dishonest journalism from in NBC. Uh, of course, Wolf Blitzer went on CNN and said that there were growing questions about the legitimacy of the shoot. Um, sure. Hunter, we've got to we've got to do something I don't like to do right now. Gosh darn it! We've got to. We gotta give some props to Don Lemon. Oh no! <laughs> Feels bad. Cancel the show. Feels really bad. Uh, um, uh, I hate no, such fruit. Go ahead. <laughs> Don Lemon, who who can be relied upon to have the worst take on every single issue, right? Actually, spoke some truth here, and as much credit as where credit I, is I due. yeah, credit where credit is due. As much as I dislike his his takes, as much as I dislike his. Re- reporting uh i think he said something honest here so props to don lemon he got on his show he's talking with um fredo cuomo and they discussed the shooting and don lemon came out pretty strongly on the side of hey look if that was my daughter in pink i'd want him to do the exact same thing and you know he had to make a really tough decision but he he said the words this shooting was justified on cnn 
So wow. big props to Don Lemon on this one. He is bucking the trend, both his own trend and the trend of the mainstream media in general. Yeah. So Good. Yeah. Uh, MSNBC ran a, a piece where they talked about how she was an honor roll student who yeah. was into making makeup tutorials um, I saw on something TikTok. very similar very similar in the New York Times article as well. Yeah. Basically saying the same thing and all the things her uh, parents said about her and how she was a good person and stuff, which is interesting because she's in foster care, but it, it yeah. doesn't I don't think it necessarily takes away from that too. You you can understand a very loving mother who doesn't have the capability to take care of her child having to put her into foster care and things like that. But but at the same time it, it also makes it a little strange too like you know but oh we're gonna talk about it um okay fair uh yeah but but here's the thing is a girl making tiktok videos on uh makeup tutorials is that national news hunter no it's not not how about a girl getting shot while trying to stab two people to death is that national news um not not poten- potentially, but yeah. Not, Actually, the answer is probably not. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I think that's right. This probably happens all the time, and it's not national news. I would say if you had to pick one, Hunter, if I forced you with a gun to your head, uh, pick one. I'm not a cop, but gun to your head. Pick one. Okay. <laughs> Which one's national news? The TikTok makeup tutorial or the idea that this girl was running around with a knife trying to stab people at her fo- in front of her foster home? definitely the second one yeah no doubt undoubtedly and, yeah. and yet and i would say hero cop is probably a national news story that might be a national headline right and yet right. msnbc has the gall to say that this girl was just an honor roll student who who thought you know foundation was funny and then leave out the the knife completely michael eric dyson uh, I, I'm, let me just say this for those of you who don't know Michael Eric Dyson, he, it's worth looking up videos of him talking um, because he makes you feel smarter. Michael Eric Dyson is one of these people where uh, I, it, it is indicative to me that he got where he got, not because of his intelligence, but because of his ability to employ the guise of intelligence. And no, just everyone is too afraid, potentially of his skin color, to call his call BS on it. He he hmm. makes so many gasps, but uses so many large words, and he talks in this really relaxing tone. And everything that comes out of his mouth is horse crap. He is absolutely a liar and completely ignorant. Um, he he. My men- two favorite character traits. That's what I yeah. used to date. <laughs> <laughs> and then you settled down. Um, but <laughs> the getting getting destroyed in this episode. Um, anyhow, uh, the. He, he got on and talked about how police were go way too fast to their... He called them revolvers, um, which is one of the reasons <laughs> that I think he's a little bit of an idiot uh, and doesn't really know what he's oh, talking about. Anyone who thinks adorable. that police carry revolvers in 2021 probably also think that they should have shot her in the leg, um, which just proves yeah. what a, a holistic idiot you are. Anyway... Uh, He sucked. Jen Psaki said that this was an element of systemic racism and implicit bias. The White House press secretary, so coming straight from the top again, we'll just go ahead and say that a hero cop saving a black girl's life is part of the systemically racist system's total horse And then LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James, have you seen that video? That little kid? Okay, it's worth watching. It's a little kid that says LeBron James like that. 
LeBron James tweets a picture of the officer, the hero cop, and says, hashtag your next accountability or whatever, or your next hashtag accountability. Um, He later took the tweet down, which is pretty funny, because uh, maybe you look like a buffoon when you call a hero cop a a murderer, which is effectively what he did, especially in light of the Derek Chauvin trial. I mean, that's the... That's the logical. You're you're the next what? That's the other story that's going around at the time. Um, so he took it down and he said, "I took the tweet down because it was causing more hate. Racists always make our take our words and use them to make more racism." I'm like, uh, "No, I don't think so. I think you're just a moron um, who's good at basketball." So there's some anyhow. cops who have been passing around this like TikTok, doing TikTok videos of basically like them going up to different uh, incidents occurring between fake individuals, right? Right. And basically, before they act, calling LeBron James, asking him what they should do, um, it's it's hysterical. It's exactly (laughs) the kind of, like, uh, it's actually the same kind of democratization of narratives that the internet allows us to take take part in, right? Right, exactly. You can be be a very, very famous... uh, NBA star and get all the accolades associated with that and steal all the airtime and, and TV ways, you know, to like get your message out, so to speak. But some podunk cop in, you know, Carrollton County can turn on their phone and troll you. Right. Which is anyway, but which is exactly what needs to happen sometimes. Um, Sure. There's also a very funny video of someone responding to LeBron James at a game where this it sounds like a female uses some very harsh harsh language with LeBron and then he's walking off the court and she goes, Hey LeBron James, how does it feel to be a blank blank blank? And it's just it's just perfect. And yet and yet that was more intelligent than what he posted, so Anyway, go look up that video for yourself if you don't mind a little language and you laugh. And then the security guard like says, hey, woman, watch your mouth. He calls her a woman. I'm like, there's a lawsuit right there waiting to happen. Um, their rules, not mine. Their rules, not mine. <laughs> so, is any of what we just said surprising? No. We've seen this before. We've seen a couple different things. We've seen the news agencies take a narrative. And before we had the facts, they set the narrative and then they run with it. To create a false narrative that that uh, does no good for the country, in my opinion. We've also seen those same news agencies, once the fact pattern is established, ignore it. And just make sure that they can quote talking heads who are willfully or via ignorance misrepresenting the fact pattern. And let them go on air and share their point. Never challenge them and continue to propagate a false narrative. So nothing that we just said should surprise you very much. These people are liars. We've been saying that they're liars for years at this point. They haven't changed. And it's it's out in the open. This is what it's all about. Hunter, anything to add to that? Um, no, I think, I think you've covered it pretty well. There's, I guess I'm going to say that, and then I'm going to add things to it, um, <laughs> which is just clever. Uh, you know, it's obvious that what they're... And, and I want to return to this point later on, but, you know, it, it's obvious that their intentions are not to give you the news, right. right? Their intentions are to promote their narrative, and you have to ask yourself why. And the most likely question is, well, 
I think the most likely thing is somebody in that structure, whether it's that person or their boss forcing them to it, is motivated by financial security and fina- sure. and profitability. And you know that the actual way that affects that person on the ground speaking to you through the uh, that TV newscaster, so to speak, right? Um, it may not hit them in that way, but the reason that that person is in that chair or the reason that person feels so strongly about getting that point across is somebody in there is very concerned with profits. That's what it would, that would be the most likely thing I think in my book um, because someone is making a mint off of this stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. And, and of course the, the scandal sells more than the, than the cure, um, which is why we're now downplaying the COVID vaccine. But we, we also got to remember Hunter that, especially with some of the stuff that James O'Keefe has posted recently about this director at CNN basically openly saying that their goal is to get Trump out of office in this propaganda. I don't think it's purely bottom line related. I think we need to acknowledge that there's part of that that just wants to polarize. And there's this other side where these people do have this kind of this God complex activist mentality about them. And there's a, there's sure. a portion of that too. Now, how big is either one? Hard to say. Utopian. Yeah, I think I think both of those elements are there. Um, yeah, and of the course, utopian the utopian idea sells, and it's hard to know exactly how closely related those two things are, right? Oh, to sure. Some people, right? Sure. Yeah, it, it, of course it sells. That's the only way it's ever been tried is when it got sold to people that didn't know any better or wouldn't listen to any better or were right. too desperate to know any better. Or, or right. to act any better, but but at the same time, who cares at that point? Like you can't divide the line. If if right. you're if you're only a utopianist for the money you think it's going to b- bring you, well then you don't believe in the utopia to start with because you're not there to to flatten society. You're there to be its king or mm-hmm. more likely its tyrant. And then secondly, you're still acting in the same way. You're you're for reasons that are not aligned with the public interest or the public good, you are trying to illegitimately seize control of the political reins. So, so to me, it's non-functional. If you are, if you are only pursuing, pursuing certain political policies for the fact that you think they will sell, then you are exactly the kind of person that I am worried about. I don't sure. think that Stalin thought that he would become a, a one of the poor muckrakers in, in Russia. I don't think he yes. thought that, right? And yes. I don't think yeah. that the heads of these major news organizations think that either. Uh, so right. anyhow, none of this should surprise us. This was all baked into the cake. You, everything is racist, and by the same token now, nothing is racist. Um, that's not what I believe. I'm saying that's what we've created. Of course, there are individual racist acts. This wasn't one of them, but the media and and the body politic has watered down that term to the point that it's completely meaningless now. Um, because if if we're going to equate Derek Chauvin and that murder being an element of the systemic racism of the of the police force as well as Makia Bryant, then we're on two totally different planets. You're on two t- totally different planets. There's no way to, I, and, and I don't even think that racism played a part in the Derek Chauvin trial. For one, they never alleged it. There, there right. are legal legal definitions for hate crimes, etc. That could have been right. brought up. It never was. So where right. are the goods? So I'm, I'm saying this isn't, I, I, I'm giving you like the greatest example you can possibly get. That didn't meet the bar for the jury or for me. But you're, you're trying to say that that 
is in any way equitable with this shooting, the Micaiah Bryant shooting. They're two totally different things. One of them, mm-hmm. a man died who didn't have to, um, as far as we know, right? And most likely would have lived a little bit longer at least had Derek Chauvin intervened in a different way. Yes. And this other side, someone would have definitely died if he didn't intervene. I mean, this idea that, it, I can't remember what, what uh, station it was on, but this moron got on on and talked about how kids have been having knife fights Fighting for... Fighting with knives. Yeah. 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 The, the kids were always having knife fights and that the police should have just stayed out of it. And I was like, that is a crazy, crazy take. That you would have just let the kid die or let the kid be, uh, you know, mortally or fatally wounded or that you would let them live the rest of their life with nerve damage. I don't know if (laughs) some of you guys have never been stabbed and it really shows, Uh, but but you don't recover from a knife wound. I, I, I hope that you understand that. Like you might live through a knife wound, but you don't come back from a knife wound. Uh, most people suffer insane nerve damage for the rest of their lives from receiving a puncture like that. And in addition to that, if you cut through musculature, um, some of that never can be repaired correctly. So, so live, die, whatever. We're talking about, we're talking about fatal wounding. And that's why knives are considered deadly force in a use of force continuum. Think about it this way. They used to be considered deadly force for, um, (laughs) Everyone. <laughs> oh, every time they've ever existed forever. Yeah. Weird. That's what Google said. Before the gun, the knife was the gun. Would right. you have felt better if instead of pulling a Glock 9, the cop had walked up there with a, like a Bowie? And just, <laughs> would that have made it better for you? Because at least well, now actually, we're not bringing a gun to a knife fight. You know what, though, Christopher? That's actually not a bad ar- counter-argument to that idea. Is like okay then. Well then, why didn't the officer just grab his baton or his his knife and attack the girl with that? If it's a, if it's if there's no issue with it, if we're okay with teenagers doing this, if that makes sense. And the we now it's obviously an adult right attacking a, a child in this scenario. And, and yes, I agree. But would we be okay with that? Well, like, would he, that be okay? It doesn't matter if it's an adult or a child. If you're if you're using a deadly weapon, you do not have to be strong to kill someone with a deadly weapon. You do not have to be coordinated to kill someone with a deadly weapon. Um, sure. A squirrel can kill you with a gun if it gets lucky. You, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't matter. Yes. Um, a squirrel can kill you with rabies, so why would they need the gun? I'm actually, <laughs> I, I agree with the point that you're making, Hunter, that if, if he used force outside of the continuum of the force that was necessary, mm. then then there's an argument that would you have been okay with the knife? However, the baton, I'm going to take exception with you there because that's actually non-lethal force. Um, Sure. The baton, a taser, a, you know, tear tear gas or or pepper spray, those are all non-lethal options. And so you actually, and this this is not just police training, but this is basic combat training. You do not want to be equal or lagging in the use of force continuum. Sure. No, if that, the suspect no, that makes sense. If the suspect isn't resisting, you put him. You restrain him. You put him in handcuffs. That's what you do, right? Right. Uh, if they've committed a crime, you're going to arrest them. Of course, if it's just like a, a violation, you're having a conversation. That's not necessarily it. If the cop or if the if the perp swings a fist at you, pull a baton or pull a taser, right? You, you want yeah. to stay above them on the use of force continuum. That's how you go home safe. And sure. and by that the way, sense. that's. 
that's not wrong. It's not wrong to do. What's wrong is not to comply with the police. Um, mm. But a knife is a deadly weapon. And it's obvious. Because, Hunter, let me ask you this question. Would you like to fight someone who had a knife if you were given a taser? No. No, I would not. Right. Or a baton. Or I, How about this? I don't want to fight someone with a knife. Where, where I would say, I'll fight you with a knife, I would say, if I have a gun, and if you stand over there. Right? Like, that's yes. where... Uh, you have to answer safe. deadly force with deadly force and mm. um that's it, so it's just it's just a total boondoggle this argument that the cop did anything wrong here it's even worse that they would say he did anything racist he literally saved a black girl's life the media lie about it we're not surprised about it right okay mm. but what happened next and this is this is going to be the crunchy part of the show so i need everyone to buckle up because i'm going to say some things that make you feel uncomfortable because they make me feel a little bit uncomfortable but I think that they need to be said. I don't have a soul, so go ahead. Perfect. <laughs> Where can I make that deal? Um, so, the city burnt down. Right? The city always burns down. There's people out in the street shouting that they killed our little girl. And for everyone that they kill one of ours, we're going to kill one of theirs either promoting or buying into this helter-skelter race war that the media is trying to host. Uh, of course the media is going to stick the flames of this thing. But our, our favorite domestic terrorists bought it hook, line, and sinker. Cincinnati burned. Portland burned again. Um, Seattle burned again. Everywhere burned because this happened. Because a cop saved... A black girl by shooting another one. Black Lives Matter and Antifa spring to attention. Say her name. Right? And we're gonna go out, we're gonna we're going to riot, we're going to burn stuff down. It's not a protest. There's some people protesting. There's some people that are rioting. And if some people are protesting and some people are rioting, Hunter, what do we call it? A riot? A riot. Hunter, if some people are eating lunch and some people are shooting, are shooting guns and throwing grenades over your head, do we call it a picnic or a war zone? War zone. It's a war zone at that point, right? Okay, this is a riot, you mongrels. It's a riot. So, they burn the cities to the ground again. And the BLM activists come out very clearly that they do not want the police that they do not want this police officer, that they are, they think that this was an unjustified racist shooting. Hunter, almost over several hundred individuals uh, comprised primarily of students at uh, Ohio University came out to an event to not protest, you know, it wasn't abolish the police like, oh, but redirect the funding. It was no, no more police. Burn policing to the ground. Wow. That's what they came out and said. They watched the so same moronic. footage. They saw the same fact pattern. And what they took away from it was no more policing. Okay. Let's just run a little thought experiment. Because this is something that we need to talk about. Because I'm done playing softball with these organizations that want to see the destruction of the West at the expense of black lives. <laughs> What would have happened in this situation if the officer hadn't shown up? Run the thought experiment. 
How many people die, Hunter? Uh, hard to say, but let's let's just go with at least one. At least one. And did the person who died, did they deserve it? Absolutely not. Were they the ones that were breaking the law? Were they the ones that were committing assault with a deadly weapon? This is going to sound a little callous, but let's just say as far as we know, no. Uh, no, that's a good thing to say. As far as we know, no. And, and by the way, as far as BLM knows, too. Sure. No. Okay, so when you say Black Lives Matter, but you're attacking this police officer and burning your cities down over this police officer who by all available data and all available metrics saved a black life, my question to you is which ones? Because the answer clearly can't be all of them. Because pink jumpsuits didn't. You know what? Pink jumpsuit, and I, I don't know her name. I, I, I don't know that she wants people to know her name either. But she got on her, her Instagram and thanked the officer. Because she Obviously. said, without like, him, that I would be dead. Mm. That was her hot take. And she mm -hmm. was as black as anyone else I know. And yet, no, we have to burn our cities down. We have to write. We have to protest. So which ones? Which ones specifically are you talking about? I've been looking and I cannot find a satisfying answer to that question. But it's clear to me now out in the open that when you say Black Lives Matter, you do not mean Black Lives Matter. I, I think, Christopher, that there is, you know, we've said a lot of things about the intentions of these people tonight, you know, and in a lot of different arenas, you know, the media and, and things like that. And sometimes I think that probably can make people angry because they're like, well, how do you know what they intend? Right. Why do you get to say that? Mm -hmm. And I think the important thing to remember is, you know, if you have good intentions, right, and then you do something and to meet those good intentions, uh, and then you see the after effects of what you tried, of the experiment you ran, of the people you tried to help, however it worked, and you didn't meet your good intentions, you did something else, or you made the situation worse, right, what what's expected by you if those good intentions are true and are real and are something that you hold on to right. is that and you adjust you your behavior. You reconfigure because the outcome is what your intentions are going for, right? right? It's not that you believe something. It's not that you have a philosophy that you're beholden to. It's none of that. It's that you actually want to see people's lives get better, right? right. That, that would be the goal. And the thing that we continue to see in all of the things that happen with Black Lives Matter and all the things that happen with how the media treats this, and it becomes very, very, very clear as we continue to see writing in our cities that the outcomes are not making lives better for black people. And you can just look at the the increase in crime, right? Yeah, if nothing absolutely. else, just the fact that more people have died these years, and it's no doubt where it's coming from, right? Mm -hmm. It's coming from people shooting each other in these riots. It's coming from people assaulting each other in these riots. Well, it's coming in, in from the, the cities cops. where these riots have happened, where the police forces have been sometimes municipally drastically reduced and sometimes tacitly drastically reduced because no one wants to be a cop right now because why would you 
Exactly right. And all of the boohooing, all of the grandstanding, all of that is driving that, right? And it's terrifying to be someone in that position. So here's what you have to say. Media, if you really cared about black lives, protesters, rioters, whichever camp they fall into, if you really care about black lives, why are you participating in activities that do not achieve that result? Yeah, why? Why? And if the answer, and if you don't have a satisfying question to that, because it could be that I'm wrong and I'm misseeing something, if you don't have a satisfying answer to that question, your behavior has to change if your intention is your intention. If it's not, then I get to assume something different because what you're saying doesn't match up. Your intentions don't get the results that your intentions would be after. Therefore, your intentions are wrong. Well, and it's not, it's not just that, Hunter. Let I, me, I, therefore, you've lied about your intentions. Let me put it that way. I want to add one point to that because I think you're exactly right, and I just want to make it crystal clear. Sure. The fact that your your intentions are not met by your actions, and yet your actions have not changed. Yes. In, implies that your intentions are not what you say they are. Because yes, that's, people yes. are really bad at achieving the result that they desire. We're terrible mm -hmm. at it as, mm -hmm. a, as a species. We're also fantastic at it as a species. It depends on the time. What I'm saying is that I'm not judging you by your efficacy. People can be very unskilled and have the right heart. Yes. However, you have had enough time to review the outcome of your behavior, and it has resulted in worse conditions in the black community, and you have changed your tactics not an iota, which implies to me that you're doing exactly what you want to do. Exactly right. You, you're achieving your goal. Right. right. And, and the goal, the goal to some extent to not put anything on it harsher than it needs to be is in fact chaos. Right. Is in fact soft civil war. Right. That's right. the goal. Well, I, that's I think the goal. You read you read their own documentation and their goal is not to have equity in this country. Their goal is an overthrow of the economics and justice systems of the sure. West to a return to a a more noble quote unquote Marxist system. These people are open Marxist. And by the way, if you read Karl Marx, he didn't believe that the proletariat revolted and, and overcame the bourgeoisie without cracking a couple eggs, ladies and gentlemen. That so was they're telling the recipe. It's the revolution. Vive la revolution. It's part of the game. And so when the, your cities are on fire and their people who are doing it are telling you that they're Marxist, you can be pretty sure that they're on fire for that express cause. For that express cause. They're not hiding the ball. And when your enemy tells you what an evil piece of crap they are, believe them. Believe them. Don't make excuses for them because it's politically incorrect not to. Mm -hmm. So what do they actually care about? I think you hit the nail on can, the head, Hunter. Can I say one thing real, real quick there, Chris? Because yeah. I, just, I don't want to lose that thought. That doesn't mean if you are acting that way that you you're caught up, you're 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 distracted by all this, and that you can't stop it, and that you can r repent, it so to speak, right. and get forgiveness for that. And I, I just think that needs to be said because it, you know if you because that's the say to the person that is just caught up and not seeing it, you know, like yeah, get out, fix it, and you can't do that. And there's people that will love you for it, and it's not a condemnation, but 
anyway. Not, not every fool who has a, a Black Lives Matter flag in their window right now is a, a Marxist, is looking for the destruction of their city, is looking for the destruction of the West. Some of them are very good-meaning people who have been fed a lie by a very powerful group of people, a very powerful right. group of corporations, and a very powerful group of personalities and pundits. And so I sure. understand why people are confused, but you need to sure. wake up and realize that you're confused. And, and by the way, the mark, yes. the mark of a intellectually effective person is not their ability. It's not their ability to hear their truth and maintain their priors. It is their ability to hear, investigate, and pivot where necessary. And what what that group is doing is no good for black people, and that actually matters to mm-hmm. me. So if mm-hmm. it matters to you, do something about it. And, and maybe the first Perfect. thing that you could do about it is stop throwing gasoline on a fire that's burning them. So... Here comes the cold water. That yeah, did you think that was not politically correct? That was that was phase one A gang. <laughs> I think I know what BLM actually cares about. And you're not going to like it. <laughs> so here we go. Her name was Givens. Have you heard that name, Hunter? Yes, I have. Do you think most people have? Uh, I would think probably not. Nyaira, Nyaira Givens, 13 years old. She's dead now. Three weeks ago, in Cincinnati, she was stabbed to death by another black girl. She's black as well by another 13-year-old black girl three weeks ago. So we have almost a perfect analogy here, right, of what happened in what happened in the Micaiah Bryant story compared to this other story. An underage girl stabs an underage girl. Right? And one of them one of the black girls dies and another one, a cop prevents the murder of one of the black girls and the perpetrator dies. Right. Mm. Happened two weeks before the McKay Bryant killing. Was it on national news? Did CNN run a piece on it about how their heart breaks for the family? Did MSNBC come out and say how smart she was? And how she was in honors classes and making very good marks in her middle school? Did the New York Times write a piece on what might have been if she was allowed to live past the age of 13? I didn't. If it happened, I didn't see it. Naira Givens. Why, why, why didn't anybody say her name? Hmm. And, and, and I'm not even saying shame on you if you haven't heard of it. Shame on the damned media who selectively decide what is and what is not news. And you know what? Shame on the damn BLM. Because mm. you guys don't give two about Nyaira Givens. But she's a black life too. She's an underage female black life. Is she not? Where's the outrage? Where is it? 
Are you saying that this isn't as endemic a problem as police killings are? Well, if that's what you say, you're full of crap. Because pol black people kill other black people far more than police kill other black people. So what, what, where's your barometer? Why, why is Micaiah Bryant an outrage and Naira Givens an innocent not even spoken about? Can you explain it to me? You know, I asked the question earlier, which ones? Why not this one? Mm. And, and furthermore, how, how come the vast majority of the ones that you guys decide to care about are horrible people with a rap sheet longer than my arm, and yet no mention of Nyaira Givens? Not one. A 13-year-old innocent. Well, Hunter, I can't seem to find any logical disconnect that would allow me to make this make sense if anything that these people said was true. But I cannot. I cannot. You know what it is? Here's what it is. It's because she wasn't killed by a white dude. You ignorant racists. You don't care about black lives. Your, your ruse falls apart under the least serious scrutiny. They are being killed in droves in major cities, mostly because we're running police out of their communities. And it's very clear that you can see that the safest, most prosperous black people live in the communities with the most cops. The data is in. The data is settled. You don't care about that. Why? And why do you expect me to pretend like I actually think you think black lives matter? No, here's what matters to black lives matter. Certain murderers. Certain black deaths. Not even murderers, really. It's certain black killings. Mm -hmm. The thing that really gets your head off the pillow is when a black person dies the right way. When a black person dies in a way that's useful to you, that's what gets you excited. That's what wets your gums. That's what puts donations in your pocket. You're psychotic. Right. Yeah, that's what buys you your fourth house. Right. You, right. you don't jump up off your fat, lazy ass and write a news story and organize a protest when Nyaira Givens gets stabbed to death. Right. Oh, but you will when a cop's there. And you've already told us through your, your direct words and your behavior that you would have preferred, in this case, that the cop not show up so that black people could stab other black people in peace. You've already admitted like to it. teenagers always do. Yeah. It's disgusting. You're psychotic. You're you know, sick. That's, You're that, that's sick. Such, I get it. I'm sick. That's, that's <laughs> so disgusting with the... With the way that people are talking about that teenagers, you know, like kids do knife stuff all the time. Why are cops getting involved? Literally not making any connection to the fact that uh, Nyaira Givens was um, stabbed to death by a young girl two weeks prior. Yeah. Right. Go, and that, go that's go what happens that when kids parents. get knives. Go say that to her parents. Exactly right. Go say it to her dad who's crying on TV, who yep. can't stand the fact that he's lost his little baby girl and is being interviewed by local news media about it. And he is seeing... He doesn't have a daughter anymore because kids just play with knives and cops shouldn't get involved. Right? Yeah. Right? Great. Fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. Not Where, a deadly weapon. Where's your post about that, LeBron? Hmm. Where did that one... Were you too busy for China to make, a, to make time 
uh, and the, the human rights abuses that are going on to the Uyghurs over there? Were you too busy doing that to post to Twitter? Oh, but you'll, you'll jump on the white cop that does it, you racist. Right. You're psychotic and you're racist. No. See, here's the problem is that people like me, people like Hunter, people that listen to this show, who the world would have you believe are the true racists, who the media would have you believe, hold only hate in their heart. Actually, what we hold in our heart is standards. And one of those standards is that human life is valuable, period. Human life is valuable, period. And that doesn't matter what color it is. And I'm not saying all lives matter, you weirdos. I'm saying human life matters to me. And what offends me is when you will try and say that human life doesn't matter to me because I won't follow the sycophantic nonsense that you preach while simultaneously believing that other things matter too and, and, and that I will divide using a standard, using a metric of the truth, what is and what is not just and not somebody's skin color. I'll look at their behavior and not their color. That offends me that you think that I can't hold that in my mind and say that I care about black lives because I care about them very much. And my question to you is why can't you give a shit about Naira Givens? Why is this story buried and the other one is exalted? Where's LeBron's tweet? Where's Jen Psaki coming out and saying we have a problem with violence in these communities mm. that we could solve with more policing? The data is in. It's because they're playing a different game, Hunter. They're not playing the game that human life matters. Right. It's going to get worse before they're, it gets better. No, no. And don't, don't give that to them. They're not playing the game that black lives matter. They don't care. They don't care. They, they, they're playing this game. Useful deaths excite me. Useful deaths turn me on, baby, because I'm going to use them to bring in the utopia. It is the most disgusting thing happening in America right now. And Black Lives Matter is at the epicenter of it. At the epicenter of it. They like, cert they like useful black deaths. That's what they should rename the organization. We like useful black death. Useful black death matters to us. That's a more apt name. Sounds pretty radical. Well, so is considering the Micaiah Bryant shoot uh, an element of systemic racism while black people are dying all across this country because you can't tell the truth long enough to stop burning a city down. I'll tell you, uh, I'll tell you this. I hope I can organize this in a way that's useful. Sometimes you look at this agenda and you see food stamps and single motherhood stipends and abortion and lack of policing and you go, what are we pursuing here? What's the goal? What's, why do you want government to be daddy? And why do we see this decrease in the, in the, the uh, two-parent household rate? And how come, how come we're incentivizing abortion? Not to mention that the lady who started Planned Parenthood is a eugenicist and meant to put them specifically in black communities. Just leave that out for a minute. Right. Who, who gave these people the idea that their opinion on the police mattered? 
you know what? If you, 20 years ago, if you said we have to abolish the police, both parties would laugh you out of the room. Right. You know what? And if you said that as a kid, adults would turn around and look at you and go, huh, and they would turn back around to doing adult things. Something happened, and it's happened rather recently, where we started telling people that their opinion mattered simply because they had it. You know, you go into classrooms, and everyone gets a, gets a good grade, and we're not going to keep scoring the basketball game, and here's a participation trophy, and, and, and no, we have to have self-esteem. It was a whole movement with children, right? The self-esteem movement, that whatever you do, just make sure your kid has self-esteem, you know? And make sure that they know that they're important. And then normal sane people who didn't engage with that were like, no, because they're going to hit the real world and every adult is going to go, uh, no, no one cares what you think. You have no skills, you have no experience, you have no intelligence, goodbye. You're just a whiny, needy loser, right? Mm -hmm. It's not what's mm -hmm. happening. What's happening is every yeah. single major corporation that you guys pretend to hate, by the way, cannot stop spreading your message fast enough. They've bought in. And the wine mongers have taken over. They, they, roll the, they rule the roost now. And all of these people are being taken seriously. Here, here's the thing. If you haven't done the research, if you don't know the truth, if you haven't examined how to make communities safer, no one cares. And just because you and a bunch of your violent friends had the idea that we should abolish the police, that doesn't mean it's important. And I don't know why people should keep listening to you. You have accomplished nothing. You know what, Hunter? I've got friends who listen to this show and really hate me. I wouldn't even call them friends anymore because they truly despise me. And they're, they're bought into this whole abolish the police nonsense. You know what? They can't keep, they can't keep a needle out of their arm long enough to not go to rehab for like two months two months it's just ridiculous your your opinion is not important i know it sounds like i'm getting off track right here i'm not i understand what you're saying we think that our opinions are important this is how these people perceive the world hunter it's how they perceive the world they've been fed a lie by people that want the worst for them by the way and this is how they perceive the world they think because they've been told their entire life that every opinion matters and opinions are good no matter what and and your experience matters just because it's yours they think that the only difference between one opinion and another opinion is how much how much efficacy it can be had as we go to enact it let me be clear on it's it's why it's why they turn their back on science all the time there's men and there's women. No, no, no. Well, I think I'm a trans, trans demi femme, asexual. Okay, well, adults would go, well, that's not a real thing. You just made that up, so thanks for coming. But no, Hunter, why is it so important? No, you have to respect my experience. Why do they care? Why don't they go, well, I know what I am, and so that's enough for me. But what, that's not what's happened. They militate. Why do you have to bake the 17th cake? Right? Why? Mm -hmm. The answer is because their religion is based on how many people agree with my opinion. With my opinion, this is a complete Marxist game. Right. Ideas right. Yeah, are it's only postmodern. Yeah, yeah, it's a postmodern game. Ideas have no inherent value. It's only however much power they have 
that determines whether or not they're true. They really do believe that there can be 150 genders if enough people believe it. And they might not even know that that's what they believe, but that's how they act because they have been coddled so long, so long and told that their opinion is important just because it matters. And then they, they try and garner this attention to their opinions. And it all revolves around this, Hunter. Because you, you look at their, them enacting this in their lives. You look at people who enact these ideas in their lives and they are not effective people. No CEO tries to convince you that they're profitable simply because right. a lot of people agree that they're profitable. And look at your friends. I'm challenging you on who's listening right now. Look at your friends who employ this tactic and then look at their lives. And, and by the way, if you're one of them, employ mine. Employ the ideas of personal responsibility. Do it for six months and then look at your life. And tell me who you like better. Tell me who you would rather be. We watch these games play out in real time. And responsibility versus collective idea strengthening. You, you play that out. There's nothing. There's, there's no truth. There's no right. There's no wrong. There's only power. And by the way, I'm powerless because of, and I'm jealous of all whose equals I am not. You play that out. Look for it. You'll see it. And, and then you understand the resentment. Because all of those ideas center around one thing, lack of responsibility. All of them. All of them. Because how can you be responsible for doing what is right? How can you be responsible for doing what is right if you don't believe in right? How can you be responsible for choosing the correct path if no path is correct? And how come when you're allowed to think that every path is just as good as the other, when you keep choosing the path of least resistance, your life keeps getting worse? And then, then... It starts to make sense. Then it starts to make sense. Food stamps, Section 8 housing, abortion, no cops, no responsibilities, handouts from the government. It all starts to make sense. It all fits into place. I'll never have to take responsibility for my actions. And I'm going to set up a system where enough people agree with me that I never have to take responsibility for my actions, that I can make it true that we can make the utopia through collectivist revolution. This is what idea is for sale. This is the idea that is for sale. And look what it costs you. Look what it costs us. Look what it costs black America. How much blood are we going to pay into the stupid nonsense, childish, sugar-eating, chore-hating addiction that you have? When are we going to quit telling these children that their opinions matter? If you think that we should abolish the cops, the cops, your opinion is garbage. It's garbage and it's built on the idea that you shouldn't have to take responsibility. Yeah. You shouldn't have to take responsibility for paying for food or paying for housing or the sex that you have or the violence you commit or the drugs that you take. The whole world's out to get you. Your whole, the, the whole platform makes sense. How can we give people as little responsibility as possible? And, and you look where it turns into and it, it, what it, what it ha creates in society, and it creates 70% more murder in major metropolitan areas over the course of one year. 70% increase. Major black communities. And yet you'll go around telling me black lives matter. You don't care about black lives. You don't care about black lives because here's the bottom line. Sorry, Hunter, I know I'm kind of on a roll and then I'll let you talk. No, keep going. The skin color 
is a stupid common thread to find in all these stories. You know what the better one is? Resisting arrest is a pretty good one. And the best one is fatherlessness. The best one's fatherlessness because you know what? George Floyd, Micaiah Bryant, um, Jacob Blake, where were, where were the family in any of those? And where were the family while those people were growing up? You know, Micaiah Bryant's mom can come on the news and cry about the loss of her child, and I understand that. It is sad. But why is she in the foster program? And where is her daddy? Where? You want to make the black community better, that evidence is pretty clear. Keep dads in the home. You want to know one way to not keep dads in the home? By, to use the federal government to empower single motherhood. Fa fathers in the home is the single greatest thing you could do for the black community, and the government's not interested into it, into, in it. The, the liberal agenda is not interested in it. They're interested in abortion, food stamps, child subsidies, and Section 8, which all enable single mothers to raise children on their own. Because government's daddy now. Government's daddy. No, you don't have to take responsibility for being selfish, for not making money, for having sex before you're married, for having a kid, and not being able to afford to house or feed it. Government will take care of you there. Just keep voting the right color. Government will take care of you there. And yet, these kids grow up and disproportionately are violent. By the way, white kids who grow up without a daddy, disproportionately violent too. It's not a race thing, you idiots. But you don't care about fixing the issue. You care about your revolution. And you don't matter you don't care how many black bodies you have to stack up to get there. So that's that's the bottom line. BLM doesn't care about black lives. They like black deaths. They do. And if you want to make the world a better place, instead of criticizing everyone else and the shadowy racist that you see under every single carpet and behind every single drape, call your dad. Call your dad. Reconnect with him if you don't talk to him. Ah, but he's a Trump supporter. Grow up. You know what it'll cost you? Maybe a little pride. Which, by the way, you probably have too much of anyway. Because for far too long, people have been telling you that your opinion mattered just because you had it. But you know what? I'm not like you. And you don't have to be like you are right now either. Because I actually care if things get better. I actually want you to improve. I don't want to see things go this way. I don't want to see, let you see a continued cycle of violence in your life. So call your dad. Be the change you want to see. That's all I got to say. Um, F and X fit. Uh, how are you going to call your dad? That phone sure is heavy. You're supposed to laugh. Like, if you don't laugh, it's just going to sound like I'm being a huge jerk. Hey, hey podcast you laugh gosh dang it laugh <laughs> sorry i'm just uh i'm recovering <laughs> okay so no uh you go to fnxfit.com they've got all the stuff that you could ever want for protein powers to call your dad to make sure you've got the gummies to keep your lips all um Plump moist and moist i don't know what they do uh, i don't know what they do but no chris you you said everything Ten thousand percent right. I I think there's a lot of people that are so lost um, in that world, and 
have believed so many lies told to them and lies they tell themselves. And the thing that is going to get people out of this is love. And that's real love. That's not. And it's love based in truth, you know. And Mm -hmm. when you continue to tell yourself that your opinion is right for no other reason that it's right, you're lying to yourself. Yeah. And, and, and so that's a dangerous place to be. How many people have to die? Anyhow. Um, well, that's, that's, that's an easy question to answer. Hell's a real place. Yeah. Right. So, and it, and that's, and that's the kind of attitude that generates it. But yeah. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to the show today. Um, we talk about a lot of heavy stuff on this show and absolutely, um, think it's our privilege and our duty to do so. Uh, we get scared talking about this stuff. You know, it's scary trying to say something on this that's true, especially given how everything is and what it can cost you. And um, there's every chance that we have something wrong. We are fearful and try to make sure we get it all right. Um, We do as much as we can there reasonably. Um, You know, we're not perfect and we appreciate your guys' forgiveness and we appreciate generating a culture that's based around that. But I think today was one of the times where uh, I hope I hope you heard what we had to say. I hope that it spoke to you. I hope that it connected with you, Chris. I think you did a great job of talking through what the cost of all this is and how it affects people. But you guys can follow the show at Carl Pulling on the social media. So you can follow me at Emotional Carl and Chris at Chris X Carl. There's a Facebook page. There's a iTunes review. We really, really would like your reviews, especially if you're a newbie. Uh, you newbies suck. And you don't mean anything to us till you get re- get those reviews in. That's Email right. the show at carlpoint at gmail.com. That's really the takeaway from today's show. And, uh, you know, all those things. Chris, is there anything you need to tell the folks beyond all that? Oh, just let me have my job for a couple more weeks and uh, get tested. <laughs>